Welcome to the Business Big Bang Theory, a podcast from the Business Centre where we talk about all things small business. My name is Steve Waite, Business Centre Connect Advisor. Today's is titled Turnaround and Insolvency Considerations for Small Business Owners, COVID-19 Pre- and Post-JobKeeper 2.0 Environment. It's all about what we need to do to be aware of financially in regards to transition to JobKeeper 2.0 and the raft of COVID-19 finance and loan funding that will be affected by some changes and impacts which we know are fast coming. It'll be vital to understand the financial risks and impacts of poor cash flow, debt and business options in this new policy phase. And to help us understand and indeed be aware of our options, we're joined today by Mitch Griffiths. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks Thanks, for being here. We appreciate it. Just to give you a bit of background on Mitch, prior to establishing Rapsy Griffiths, Mitch worked with the National Insolvency uh, firm in both Newcastle and Sydney. He gained invaluable industry experience working across a large range of industries including building and construction, manufacturing, mining, hospitality, tourism and retail. His focus is to provide a clear and concise commercial set of advice for us today to solve difficult situations. So although uncertainty is constant in business, it's particularly pronounced for businesses right now. So Mitch is going to walk us through this. The sorts of things Mitch has put together for us and that we've spoken about prior to today. What does insolvency mean at this time compared to normal trading conditions? What are the insolvency options for companies and individuals? That important difference between a company and a sole trader. How do we understand the announcement that government has announced in regard to insolvency laws that have been somewhat relaxed or adapted for this point in time? What does that mean for us? Let's get a practical understanding of that. But importantly, and something Mitch and I have spoken about a lot over the last week is, what strategies can we put in place as small business owners to get us through this time to be in the best position so that we are able to live through this, survive through this, adapt through this? So that's what you're here to do today. We've had a a couple of great conversations beforehand, and I know that you've brought all of your (laughs) best experiences and insights that you have gathered and lived through your business and what you've been doing. And we're going to work our way through that. But always with the first question we start with, Mitch, what has this been since the last time we spoke? What has this been like for you guys? What have you experienced? What have you seen out there? It's been a bit of a ride, really. I think when we first met, COVID-19 had just begun. Yeah. We didn't really know what it looked like. Now, everything's settling down. There is a clear path of what government support is available. Yeah. And people really need to take that time and say, we are getting government support. Yeah. Let's use that time wisely. Let's look at our business. Other than that, like everyone adapting from working from home, working from a hybrid office setup and managing our team, really, yeah. Yeah, so I guess the great thing in our conversations is that you've got a lot of experience of how others are doing that, but you're living it at the same time. And one of the things I notice, I'm interested to hear as we begin our conversation is, what are the day-to-day things that you've done that you've seen have made a difference for your business for this normal situation that we're in. Yeah, you're right, Steve. We're a small business too. Yeah. So we took our own advice. Straight away, we pulled a profit and loss. We went through, we looked at our cost base and we eliminated costs that weren't really mission critical. Yeah. What Um, do you mean by that? What does that look like? Is that an expense that you need to run your business definitely or is it a bit of a luxury? Yeah. So expenses like that were taken out Uh and we adjusted our forecasts. We will have a base 
forecast, yeah. and then we'll run different scenarios, which I'll discuss. There's a few questions. things and strategies you've thought about that we can talk about later, but do you think for small business owners, does this necessarily need to be a complex exercise to do this? You don't need an accounting department to do this, do you? No, not at all. There's plenty of templates to yeah. build cash flows. Yeah. A big thing, very simple, look at your cash inflows, look at your cash outflows. Yeah and you're gonna to come to the bottom yeah. and work out how much cash you've got. Yeah. So yeah. it can be the simplest form yeah. of, of cash flow or yeah. forecast. Yeah. If you have the information, where you're gonna be in the next week, the next month, yeah. in six months, and that's really key. Okay, so we're gonna take a lot, a lot deeper dive into that a bit later. You've got some very defined ideas about that and, and some things that we can talk to, so we'll get to that. The last thing before we move on to the next question is I'd like to talk, if you've seen, I guess, what we've witnessed, a significant amount of goodwill out there from downchain or, or, or upstream suppliers in regard to people saying, we're into this together. So have you, yeah, have you think, seen I that? I think with that concept, we're all in this together. Yeah. Our suppliers supporting businesses saying, look, pay us what you can now, yeah. we'll work out a payment plan, yeah. things like that. Yeah. The only thing I do say about that is it can't last forever. Um, right. And that's the key. Okay, and this is where I guess some of the work you do in turnaround is being much more prescriptive about that, that it's not yeah. just a, a stopgap. You need to build it into your financial planning. You need to build it into your strategy. Yeah, correct. Okay. Do you have a part-time business that you'd like to take full-time and beyond? Our experienced business advisors can support you in growing your area and making that big bang in business. Contact us at businesscentre.com.au. We're going to open here with the following question. What are the main strategies you think businesses can put in place for managing their small business? And what are some of the, the turnaround strategies that you can talk to that you're probably involved in now where disruption has caused major or severe impact and could lead to ongoing risk? So some of the things we said we might cover here are reviewing profit and loss, understanding numbers, and then we spoke about assets, not etc. I think the key, the first thing you need to do is understand the numbers. Yeah. If you don't know where your numbers are, you're really running your business blind. Yeah. Prepare a forecast, understand where your business is at the start and work through there. Can that be a relatively, it could be a relatively fixed piece, which could be a real solid basis for helping you work through. Could it, could yeah, it... yeah, definitely. So what I'd recommend is run a forecast, yeah. but also run some sensitivities through that. What I mean by sensitivities yeah. is that, well, what happens if sales drop by 10%, yeah. 20%. Yeah. Even in some cases, a lot of businesses okay. are down 50 plus percent. Yeah. Then you want to build in what happens when JobKeeper reduces. So you need to build in all these variables yeah. so you know where you're heading. And as you say, there are tools for that. We've got a viability calculator, which you can quickly pump numbers into and just get a sense of where you're at quarter two, quarter three, yeah. quarter four, that type of thing. Yeah, so it's really important to know where you're going. Yeah. And just on top of that, to understand the numbers, if Tell you don't, if you don't completely understand the numbers, yeah. get advice. Yeah. Go to your accountant, come to a service like the business centre and say, yeah. can someone show me or help me work through this? I don't really understand. Yeah. There's plenty of help out there, yeah. but get advice. Okay, what you talk to there is, is about what knowing what your core business offerings are and refocusing. So what does that look like when you're working with people through turnaround? Yeah, we, we come into a lot of businesses where they've got the core business, 
that's done pretty well mm -hmm. and they've gone and done something completely different. It's like a concept that everything I touch turns to yeah. gold. Yeah. So you might have a successful builder, yeah. that builder's now a property developer. Yeah. In these situations, what we suggest is look at your core business. Yeah. Look at the strongest part of your business and say, yeah. okay, we're gonna focus on this. Because yeah. if managers, directors of business, or even if you're a sole trader, yeah. if you're trying to spread yourself across yeah. numerous different projects, yeah somewhere's got to suffer. Yeah. So have a look at your business, go back, yeah. focus on core. Yeah. Exactly the same as product lines okay. or services. You look at, okay, what service here is really profitable? Mm -hmm. Service A might yeah. be great. Service B might take a huge amount of labour, yeah. other expenses. Yeah. In these times, why not go back to two or three services, not okay. 20? And this is typically what you would do when you're helping turn a business around. You'll go into that line in the balance sheet and come underneath all the, sub, the subsets within it to say, let's have a really good look at this. Let's look for efficiency. Let's look for opportunity. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, what we'd go in and, and look at is say, okay, show us all your services yep. and really drill down into say, what is service A? How much profit do you make out of service A? service B, yeah. maybe we consolidate this yeah. and move forward. Doesn't mean they have to be gone forever, yeah. but just here in these tough times till you can turn it around. So Mitch, when you talk about consolidation, this is one of the things we spoke about as well, was operational sites or assets and equipment. Tell me more about how you yeah. look at that. To the operational sites, a lot of businesses may have numerous sites, a number of offices. Yeah. When you throw in now work from home, mm. do you need all these sites in different mm. locations and that mm. sort of stuff. So mm. look at um, your operations mm -hmm. and work out, okay, yeah. can we get out of this lease over here? This okay. is a dispersed workforce now. Yeah. Pe my view is that people will be looking to work from home a number of days a week. I yeah. don't think the office is dead. There's been a lot of commentary about that. Yeah. However, people need to work out, well, is that site essential? Yeah. If not, shut it, consolidate back into the main site yeah. and go from there. Can, the can, next one is, yeah. sorry Steve, no, the next one is, yeah. do you have any assets that are sitting there? Yes. So do you have machinery that's sitting over in the corner that was a luxury to have yeah. in good times? Yeah. Do you sell that, cash in, yeah. um, and put that into your working capital? Yeah. Or alternatively, do you go and finance that to add a little bit more cash flow in? Yeah. But look at your fleet, have a look at what equipment you're carrying and work yeah. out what's essential, what's yeah. not essential, yeah. and then go from there. Sorry to jump in. I was just really keen to get a sense from your experience. These lease finance providers, from your experience in turnaround and insolvency, are they approachable for people in regard to that, to refinance or to take an exit and, and do it in a way that, that is, is of benefit to the small business as well? Can that happen? Yeah, I, I think, especially in these times, your bank and your finance are happy to work with you. Yes. So the best thing to do is communicate, yeah. tell them where you're at, yeah. show them the plan, and then go from there. The worst thing we can do yeah. is put your head in the sand. Yeah, which, is, which comes to the next point that you spoke to me about when we're looking at cash and how do you fill the cash hole and, and then that part that you alluded to about communication with stakeholders like banks and finance. Yeah, so, correct. So, how does, tell so I'll, I'll jump to the communication piece. Yeah. In, in any turnaround or in any crisis, communication is really key. Yeah. So, like I touched on before, yeah. your banks, your financiers, mm -hmm. tell them where you're at and, and tell them early. Yeah. Don't go to them the last minute and say, I'm going to run out of cash tomorrow, yeah. help, help, yeah. Um, because they're going to say, show us the plan. Yeah. So, have a plan. 
open the communication lines early yeah. and you'll probably see that your banks will work with you. Okay. On top of that, employees. So yes. my view is that let your employees know where you're at. You don't have to go into the huge detail if you're really hurting financially, mm -hmm. but if you're going to undertake some sort of turnaround, mm. tell the team what's happening. Mm. Tell, grab a few key people, say, look, this is what we're doing, this is the plan. Yeah. You're going to get a lot more buy-in and goodwill yeah. from your staff yeah. to implement a turnaround yeah. if you involve them. And or, the work... or be upfront. People yeah. appreciate upfront communication. Yeah. Yeah, so, and the work that you do when you're working with people and they are under stress, yeah. you find better outcomes when businesses are much clearer about that stakeholder communication plan or sense of who they're going to speak to and when they're going to speak to them and they've got a plan to talk to. Yeah, correct. And the message needs to be mm. the same. You, mm. you need a, a clear, concise message that's mm. rolled out to yep. everyone to explain the plan. So yep. if you're struggling paying your trade credits, look, this is the situation. Yeah. We're in a bit of strife. We think we'll get through. Yeah. That payment's going to be seven days late. Yeah. But pay on the seventh day. Yeah. If you think that payment's ten days, yeah. don't say it's four. Yeah. Because it, people just get annoyed yeah. Yeah. and they lose their patience. So when, just when you, be upfront. When you guys are working with people, you're in there helping them through that, aren't you? So you could yeah. be taking on some of that, that communication, some of that negotiation, some of that mediation process in yeah, a professional yeah, way. What, would, what I'd be doing is mm. sitting down with the directors, working out who the key stakeholders are in that business yeah. and working out a commu communication strategy, strategy for each of them yeah. and saying, OK, this is a message, yeah. the same message, yeah. but maybe tailored for yeah. employees, creditors, yeah. banks. OK. So given that we're coming up towards the end of that, the loan uh, that the government underwrote with regard to helping small businesses at this point and it maturing and, and it being called in. What are you seeing, what are you sensing out there as that gets closer and closer when people may have taken a mortgage out to fund the JobKeeper, that initial payment, yeah. so that type of thing. What are you sensing out there? Obviously that six months is coming to an end yeah. at the end of this month. If you're in difficulty, you can apply to your bank again. You, you can, um, and what is that? Different yeah. lenders will have different criteria as to yeah. how they extend. Yeah. a holiday. Again, mm -hmm. back to that communication piece, mm -hmm. get onto it now. Yeah. If you think you're going to have issues, yeah. go to your bank and explain why yeah. you need a holiday yeah. and why this holiday is going to help you through yeah. this next three, six months. Okay. And again, like we were talking about earlier this week, it's not, the holiday's not forever. Correct. So whatever you do plan and negotiate, you have to bite the bullet you know, and, and have, a, again, a plan, not just to go there and say, just extend the pain point. Yeah. And that, that's the thing, you would have heard the concept, kicking the can down the road. Yeah. You need to, in any restructure or turnaround, mm. you need to be honest. Yeah. yeah. There, there is hard decisions to be made. Make the hard decisions early. Yeah. The longer you prolong it, the more difficulty you're yeah. going to face in the future. Yeah. So turnaround and insolvency as a process is, is an area where people like you guys have got an expertise in that. It's not a you know, a historical thing looking back and doing a tax return. This is really a forward-looking exercise, isn't it? That you yeah, guys help yeah, people definitely. With. So yeah. one, of the, one of the turnaround strategies and one of the messages people need to understand is that this is a different environment mm. we're in, in the COVID-19 environment, yeah. and it will be different yeah. six months, 12 months, yeah. two years. Yeah. I think the key for people is right-size your business. 
Yes. You, you don't, your business is not the same business it was. Yeah. Yeah. Look, some may be. Yeah. A lot of businesses aren't the same business they were yeah. Yeah. back a year ago, yeah. back two years ago. Yeah. So revisit your strategic plan. Yeah. Revisit how you do things. Yeah. Because yeah. it's different now. And make them tough calls. Yeah. Because although it's hard to have a tough call with an employee now, yes. it's a harder conversation with 10 employees. Yeah in six months, 12 months, if yeah. you don't right size now. Yeah, okay. Create your own big bang and see your business idea come to life. Our online course, Start Your Own Business, helps you learn the basics in marketing, compliance, modeling, and small business finances. As a bonus for our podcast listeners, you can use the code BIGBANG to access the Start Your Own Business course online for free at businesscentre.com.au. We've got a question from Janice who asks, who is the best person to keep me up to date with my financials? My accountant works often in the previous tax year. Is there a software that we can use for that, one that helps me? There is softwares, mm -hmm. a lot of software, forecasting softwares yeah. out there. Yeah. It just depends how sophisticated mm -hmm. she wanted to go. Yeah. If you chatted to your accountant, mm -hmm. they could point you in the direction of preparing a cash flow yeah. or using software. Yeah. There's different cash flow programs that integrate into Xero. Okay. As simple as an Excel sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Cash at bank, yeah. expenses to go out, yeah. do it on a daily or a weekly basis. Yeah. And, and look forward. Yeah. Depending on what sort of difficulty you're in, mm -hmm. if you're in real hardship mm -hmm. and you're having issues, you may be going down as micro as a daily cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. But to circle back to the question, yeah. there's plenty of software out there. Have a chat to your advisor yeah. and say, look, I want to pre prepare some forecast. Yeah. What do you recommend? Yeah. Some of the conversations that we've had, again, we can refer to here are, in some industries, it's a known now that your turnover is going to be at a much lower level and it's not the new normal, that's now normal. Yeah. And therefore making adjustments to that expectation and that reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. E exactly. And that's that right-sizing mm. your business. Okay. Ha have a look, make the adjustments. Now, the next question, and I want to thank you for that you've taken the time to do this because insolvency as a process, bankruptcy can be somewhat overwhelming or, or fear-making in people. But, and it's got a lot of stigma, uh, a lot of technicality and, yeah. and legalism around it. But your advice, and, and you're just going to step us through it, is don't be scared of it because you work in this day in, day yeah. out. So if you can just give us a sense of what does it mean for an individual if they can't pay their debts when they're due? What does it mean for a sole trader? What, what does that mean? De demystify that a little bit for us. Yeah, you're right, Steve. There is a lot of stigma around doing a liquidation, yeah. doing a bankruptcy, doing a voluntary administration. but. Mm. These tools have been designed to wind up a business in a certain way that it's finalised. Yeah. A voluntary administration yeah. allows a business to trade out yeah. of its troubles. Yeah. If someone's a sole trader, mm. a bankruptcy, which I'll explain yeah. shortly, yeah. it allows people to move on. In a lot mm. of situations, people battle for years and years yeah. where they just need to throw their hand up and say, yeah. I'm out. So yeah. this is where you guys make a difference. You've yeah, seen exactly. this, you see it happen with people. We, we see people that come to us and yeah. after the liquidation's finished, they're saying, it's the best sleep I've had in five years because yeah. I've been so scared of yeah. the bankruptcy or the liquidation word. Yeah. But if you're in a hole that deep and there's no way to get out, yeah. you need to throw your hand up and say, yeah. let's bring the experts in and let's do it properly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a company, mm -hmm. 
to wind up a business mm -hmm. is called a creditor's voluntary liquidation. Yep. So that process, a liquidator comes in, yep. any assets the business has, mm -hmm. they'll sell them assets off yep. and they'll distribute the surplus yep. back amongst your creditors. Can I just pause you? When you're doing this, you're in there working with people. This isn't some big bad thing happening. You're just supporting people through this. You're enacting processes and you're there, you know, a turnaround service is actually helping people through this. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, you know, we're there to find a solution for people. Yeah. We're not, the liquidator isn't there, the majority of them aren't, yeah. to come and kick the door down and we have to do investigations yeah. in relation to if there's been any wrongdoing. Yeah, yeah. The majority of people we deal with, honest people that have just had a crack. Yeah. Yeah, we take the stress away. Yeah, exactly. So you're working through options for insolvent companies like turning around the voluntary administration, the liquidation. Take us through those scenarios. Yeah, so we've just gone through the liquidation. A voluntary administration is used mm. where a business is still a good underlying business. Yeah. However, it just needs a pause. Yeah. So an administrator's appointed for around a month. Yeah. We go in, we go to creditors and say, look, this business would like to propose what we call a deed of company arrangement. Yes. And you may say to your creditors, look, I can only pay you back 30 cents in the dollar, yeah. but I'd like to keep trading. Yeah. At the end of that month, creditors vote on that proposal. Yeah. So a voluntary administration allows you to put a deal up to your creditors to wow. say, hey, we've had a bad, a rough trot. Which um, is common at the moment. A lot of people yeah, are going exactly. through this. So yeah. an administration is actually quite a good tool at the moment yeah. if you've got the good underlying business, yeah. but you've just had a few hiccups. So when you guys are called in working with people, you would have worked through all of the potential scenarios or, or strategies that they could enact because yeah, of the, the, the situation they're in, so that they would then not be seeing this as a, a failure or a, a, some sort of negative. It is actually a thoughtful way of trading through, of, of protecting and getting ahead. Yeah, correct. And, yeah. and what the administration process does, it, it binds all creditors except your banks and the yeah. like, and yeah. it gives you a really a second chance. Yeah. So okay, it goes back to that conversation we're having earlier about suppliers are feeling this as well. So yeah. if you can put a very well articulated position to say, I think I can work through this, there, there's a very good chance in the current environment that you, if you do put a good position together, you can get yourself through this. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And, and that comes back to the earlier conversation about the communication piece. Yeah. Be up front with people. Yeah. Tell yeah. them you're in strife. Yeah. Before we'd go to a liquidation yeah. or an administration yeah. at Rapsy Griffiths, we'd enact, a t we'd, we'd do a review and work out what the best option is. Yeah. Always we want to turn it around mm. without having to do an administration or a liquidation. Okay. Yeah. Turn around first. Yeah then it scales down yep. depending on mm -hmm. what sort of state the business is in. Mm -hmm. So when we get through to options for insolvent or sole trader or partnership informal debt negotiation, personal insolvency agreements and bankruptcy, what does that look like when we take ourselves to Yeah, so when we're looking at a sole trader or a partnership, the legislation changes, it becomes a bankruptcy. Yep. Bankruptcy is similar to a liquidation, whereas mm -hmm. your debts will be wiped however any assets you have mm -hmm. would then go to yeah. your trustee would sell them assets down and hopefully repay your creditors mm -hmm. at a cents in the dollar mm -hmm. bankruptcy allows people to under certain thresholds yeah. so you can have a vehicle up to eight thousand yeah. uh, dollars the trustee can't sell that okay. a trustee is not going to come into your home and take a tv off the wall okay. they're only after what we call divisible assets yeah. so 
If yeah. you own a house, yeah. you'd have to deal with that. Yeah. If you have a vehicle over the $8,000 threshold, yeah. you'd deal with that. Yeah. So bankruptcy really gives people a, a chance to start again, yeah. you know, clean the slate yeah. and, and move forward. So that's something we spoke about earlier and often the question you say people ask you, what, what happens if this happens to me? Is, is it just a, an outcome of all of this? Yeah. Does that mean the business that I worked so hard, it could have been a family business, it could have been a business built up over time, is it all gone? Is that the end for me? Yeah, depending on what road you go down. But if you go bankrupt or you go into liquidation, mm. you're not prohibited from starting a business again. Okay. You do have a second chance. So if you have a failure of a business or a sole trader, mm -hmm. you can start again. Yeah, and you guys have experienced that where people have been yeah. through it and come out the other end in, yeah, in a better shape. Definitely. And, and there's certain laws around what you can and can't do. You can't undertake Phoenix activity, which is moving assets okay. into different companies. You've got to yeah. be careful there. Yeah. But generally, if everything's done right, yeah, your life's not over. You can start again. Okay. So the next question we're going to look at, what happens to my employees? And I know that there are some specific things, again, which are technical, but are important to understand some of the central principles that you're going to talk to here. But if, my, if I do go into liquidations, there are key things I need to be aware of at this time, because as we spoke about earlier, again, a lot of small businesses, my own experience being one I can draw on, you're very conscious of the people that you're employing. You're working very closely with them. Yeah. And, but you do need to look at the long term here and, and your own risks and your own yeah, um, right. position. So what do people need to be aware of with regard to employees? If you have a company that goes into liquidation, mm. we see a lot of people that say, I, I can't not keep going because my employees are like family. Yeah. And in, in many small businesses, they are. Yeah. Like you yeah. work with someone side by side every day for 10 years, yeah. you want to see them taken care of. Yeah. There's a government scheme called the Fair Entitlements Guarantee Scheme, yes. which if a company goes into liquidation, yeah. it'll take care of employee entitlements, annual leave, payment in lieu of notice, okay. redundancy if okay. applicable. Yeah. The only thing it doesn't take care of yeah. is superannuation. Okay. So okay. you do a liquidation, your employees have the opportunity to lodge a form with the government scheme yeah. and the FEG scheme will cover their employee entitlements. And again, this is the type of thing that you guys help people with. So all of these steps that need to be taken. Yeah, correct. So yes. that they can feel that they've, if they've been up, up front and, and, and clear with their staff about where they're at and the stress or the, the situation that they're in, that they're looking after them and they're using all of the processes that you guys can help them with on that part. Yeah, correct. And it, it yeah. gives directors or sole traders or and other business owners in various structures, mm. it gives them a bit of a, okay, at least my employee entitlements yeah. will be paid. Yeah. And like we said before, it's really important to a lot of people. Yeah. If you have a business problem or question, get in touch with us. We can get our team of advisors and experts to help you with your business problems in an upcoming show. Okay, we're going to move a little bit further here into have there been changes in insolvency laws during the pandemic? I guess more a case of let's have you explain insolvency and, and, and what is it, you know, and what, yeah. as a result of this, what's going on in there that we need to understand that the government has made some changes to insolvency and legislation? Yeah, you're right. I'll dial it back. Yeah. Being insolvent is being unable to pay your debts yeah. as and when they fall due. Yeah. So if you can't pay your debts when they're due, mm -hmm. you're insolvent. Yeah. Quite a simple concept. Mm -hmm. You then go to a term or a concept called insolvent trading, yeah. which says if you're insolvent, 
yeah. can't pay your debts as and when they fall due. Yeah. However, you continue to trade, yeah. so incur further debt. Yeah. Directors can be personally liable for that debt that's yeah. incurred yeah. whilst they're insolvent. Okay. Very okay. risk if you continue trading yeah. and you can't pay debts back yeah. and you can all be held criminally responsible for that in yeah. reckless cases. So there's been changes made to legislation to somewhat yeah, relax that, but as you say, there's still the kicking the can down the road thing happening as well, isn't there? Yeah, so what happened is that the government on the 25th of March, as part of the COVID release, relief me measures, mm -hmm. um, put a stop on directors being liable for insolvent trading, which yeah. um, occurred during the ordinary course of business. Yes. So that's recently, a few days ago, mm -hmm. been extended till, till the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. So important, very important insolvent trading. Mm. However, directors need to be aware that insolvent trading is an issue for you. Yeah. However, small businesses yeah. would have, if you're a director, you're personally guaranteed Car finance, equipment finance. Okay. The majority of suppliers now require a personal guarantee. Okay, so small business owners need to not be frightened or drawn into the, the corporate interpretation of this. We bring it down to a small business owner level. Yeah, correct. So, great, you're not allowed to trade insolvent usually. Yeah. However, you've got a bit of a free pass. Mm. But people need to be aware that the further you go on, you're still racking up credit mm -hmm. with your trade supplies, which you're personally guaranteed. Okay. Your landlord, majority of leases now are personally yeah. guaranteed. So although it is a fantastic initiative yeah. for businesses, yeah. um, small business in particular where personal guarantees are yeah. a must, yeah. need to be aware that yeah. just because it's you can trade you, whilst insolvent, yeah. you, you need to be really careful. Yeah. The other changes is yeah. some extension to the debt recovery provisions. So tell us a bit more about that, because that was interesting when we spoke about, that quite makes a significant difference, doesn't it? Where, where bit yes. triggers can be set. So tell us about that. So what we've got is that uh, bankruptcy notice, yeah. which is a tool to debt recovery for personal, mm -hmm. and your statutory demand, which is for companies. Mm -hmm. They've both been increased from about three weeks to six months, wow. the time frame you need to act on them. Okay, so that and can buy some real time for people to, it, to plan it, out. It buys them a huge amount of time, yeah. and the limits have gone increased to $20,000, yeah. previously 2000 and, and yeah. 5000 respectively. So people need to make themselves aware of that, because if they have got pressure, because people are just maybe automatically suppliers are imposing yeah, old, old regulations or interpretations, they can go back to people, not in an aggressive way, but just to say, did you know that we've got a way of working through this together? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. we actually don't have 21 days now, yeah. we've got six months. Yeah. But the underlying, my view is what the government's trying to do mm. is give people time to sort through the issues. Yeah. All of these measures are giving people time to work through and, and work it out. Yeah. So look back to them turnaround strategies, have a look at your business and say, okay, yeah. what does it look like for us? We've got a bit of time, a bit of leniency here. Yeah. Let's right size it. Yeah. If it's not viable, it is yeah. not viable. Yeah. You need to make the tough calls. Okay. Okay. Now we've got some questions and we're getting close to our time. As usual, we've had a great conversation, but we are getting towards the end. I'd like to squeeze in a couple of questions and, and share some of these. Justine asks, what are the signs of insolvency? There's a large list, but some of the major ones is you can't pay your debts on time and in terms. You've got a 30 day account, it takes mm. you 60 days. Mm. So you're having that real cash flow mm. issue. Okay. Outstanding tax debt. 
Okay. So you haven't been able to pay your bass. Yeah. Outstanding superannuation yeah. is a big one. Okay. Okay. So these are strong super... signals. Yeah. Okay. You might you may be on stop credit. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's get to another one here. This one looks interesting. I've had a Sarah. I'm at the point where I'm borrowing money to pay creditors and staff wages. Am I in essence insolvent? There's a difference between insolvency and short-term cash flow mm. issues. Mm. It is that'd be an indicator. If you don't have enough income mm. to mm. pay your wages yeah. and pay your suppliers, yeah. if you can look at it and say this isn't just a, an issue for the week, yeah. Yeah. this is an ongoing thing, you may have some insolvency issues. Do you have a business idea, but you're not sure it'll work? We have small business toolboxes and expert business advisors to support and guide you through your startup process. Contact us via our website to find out how. Businesscentre.com.au Stuart asks, what can I be held personally liable for regarding company debts? Yeah, good question, Stuart. Yeah. Personal guarantees, so your yeah. supplier debts you may have personally guaranteed. Yeah. You're a director, you can be personally liable for them. Okay. Any finance contracts would most likely have a personal guarantee on them. Yeah. There's the director penalty provisions from the ATO. So yeah. if you haven't lodged your bass on time, yeah. you can be personally liable for pay-as-you-go, okay. GST, and also superannuation. Okay, so we're, we're, we're starting... There are signals out there which are, should be taken... Uh, seriously by people and they should probably get some help because it's worthwhile. I think the problem is that people get overwhelmed and they can't prioritise or define out of all of the signals, how can I work my way through this? And that's what, that's what a turnaround consult can help people with. Yeah, correct, correct. And to the insolvency, there's a lot of tools out there on our website, the Rapsy Griffiths website, mm. there's an insolvency yeah. questionnaire. Yeah. Jump on, yeah. tick the boxes and it'll give you a score and let you know where it's at. Yeah. But like you said, Steve, the big thing is get advice early. Yeah. Call your accountant, call other advisors and say, where am I at? Yeah. And that kind of gets to where we were heading with our last question, which you've addressed. What would you recommend people do? And I think you've captured it there in one. You don't need to do this on your own. Correct. Uh, and you do need a plan. And sometimes in small business, we're, we're head down, bum up, just working in it. But if ever there's a time to review where you're at, get a good sense of where you're at and have a plan it's now isn't it it's yeah, got to be now spot on yeah the best thing to do is that if you're starting to wobble and you're having a few issues yeah. go and seek advice early yeah because it's a lot more difficult to yeah. enact a turnaround plan yeah. when you you've got three dollars in the bank yeah and you can't pay wages tomorrow yeah. the next day rather than coming to see yeah. us early and like we were saying and we might close on this but it's, it's actually also a time, for, without being using the word loosely, for, for innovation in a real sense. And, and some of the things we were speaking about, like talent sharing, working from home, new business models, that type of thing. So are you starting to see that as well? Yeah, we're starting to see people look at different ways to do business. Yeah. And, and I think if, if there's any positive that comes out of yeah. this yeah. is that it's disruptive. Things yeah. are going to change. So what is talent sharing? Yeah, talent, had... talent sharing is a concept that Steve and I discussed before. So yeah, yeah. you might have some great staff, but your business might be up and down. Yeah. You might have a business down the road that yeah. is on a different cycle to you. So you might say yeah. to them, well, look, I've got someone sitting there. I don't want to make them redundant. Yeah. I need them, but I only need them to 70% of their capacity. Yeah. Do you need them? Yeah. And vice versa. And I think yeah. that's a really good way yeah. for businesses to say, yeah. okay, this person's really good, mm. I want to retain them, mm. let's see if anyone else can use their skills. Yeah. 
And that's, so. the, that's the type of time to do it now. Those sorts of disruption is really it's genuine innovation is, is happening, isn't it? Yeah, there? exactly. All right. I'd very much like to, uh, to thank Mitch once again. We really appreciate the time that you put into preparing for this. Great, thanks, and, Steve. And, and demystifying some of the, 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 the things that we don't need to be fearful of in, when you are at a point like this. There are people out there that can help. There are tools, there are resources out there. It's, a, it's, a, it's possible to get yourself through this, yeah. but to have a plan to do Correct. All right, we really appreciate that. Okay, we, those insights have been wonderful and I hope people can begin to adopt some of those strategies for, mining, uh, for managing financial risk and, and particularly cash flow and the impacts of, of COVID. If anyone would like to make contact with Mitch, please contact us and we'll pass the details on. We'd also like to recommend to you again the Business Connect program, which is dedicated across New South Wales. It's New South Wales government funded. And through this program, local independent service providers help support people in business at no matter what stage they're at. If you want uh, business advice or business advisory sessions subsidised by the New South Wales Government Business Connect program, call 1300 134359 or email connect at treasury.nsw.gov.au. That's us for today. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to the Business Big Bang Theory podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please review and rate us through iTunes and follow and share on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn at The Business Centre.